Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Oh, not a founder, not a founder. No, that, I don't get that distinction. I, I, I've probably been a co-organizer of some shape or form since like three-ish. Okay, okay. So uh, my wife is actually kind of the head person right now. Okay. So I get kind of automatically looped into that. So <laughs> it's my fault I got her into it. Mike, so. Mike and his wife are very intimately involved in the planning and organization of Pod Camp, which is camp, happens here on campus typically every fall. And I think they're in the planning stages for Pod Camp 10 right now. Con yep, Pod Camp 10, uh, mid-August. Uh, the date officially should be up this week, and I get to change that number. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, very excited about it, and uh, we were hoping to have a lot of guests come back. I said, I'm Mike Sorg. I do, uh, what do I do? I'm going to talk about a little bit of what I do, some of the stuff I've been using, and really what I'm excited about kind of in the AV kind of space. I'm kind of a video guy by trade. Um, I, I did video safety training for steel industries, as exciting as that sounds, uh, for a while, and then decided to strike out as I started doing some social media on my own and, and discovered, like, oh, hey, I can get clients to do this for. Um, and uh, it started about 10 years ago as a, a fan podcast called The Wrestling Mayhem Show. I'm a big pro wrestling fan, huge pro wrestling fan. Um, I see a head nod up there. Um, how many people listen to podcasts in here? A little bit, a little bit, okay. Does anybody not know what a podcast is? And it's a pretty, it's a pretty common term out there. I think it's very misleading um, because a lot of times, especially with the stuff that I'm doing, we are putting things on iTunes and that's where the podcast came from. We had an iPod. I don't think anybody has an iPod anymore for the most part. I think we stopped selling the regular iPods actually this year. Um, but uh, it's really just kind of a mix of technologies that say, okay, I can uh, hit subscribe and it'll come from a server and let me know when there's a new update. Pretty, pretty standard, pretty typical. And there's a lot of ways you can get at that. Stitcher, uh, Spreaker is another one. And I don't even know how many apps on Android. I'm on an iPhone myself, but I try to keep an ear out a little bit so I know what my uh, customers are into, or my listeners, actually. So, um, And even with a lot of my clients, I, they, they call things a podcast, even though we're putting things on video first on YouTube. So uh, unfortunately, I think it's a little bit of a misnomer. Um, there was a push back in the day, the netcast, so, they, so Apple didn't own the name for, for, the, first, for the first thing. Um, so what, do, so what you see here is kind of the culmination of the fun things I do. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have, you know, I, I, I kind of do a network of things, and these are some for clients, some for myself, some to say, you know, hey, this is the kind of stuff I create, this is stuff I'm into, and a lot of times that gives me opportunities for working with people in these spaces or other clients of other kind of verticals um, that we can get into. 
Um, the wrestling, and like I said, everything really, like everything that I, I do professionally now is because of professional wrestling. That's kind of, as cool, as fun as that sounds. Um, we started this 10 years ago before, you know, we were just hearing what a podcast was. Um, and I'll get into kind of where that inspiration came from a little bit later, uh, if we have time here. And, uh, that led to, hey, uh, you, we started talking with local pro wrestlers because there's some, some groups around the area. And that led to... Um, oh, hey, we need some help with the website. It's like, hey, I can do website stuff. You know, I went to school for this, you know. You know, I've been doing more video lately. Um, oh, hey, we need a video guy. I'm like, yeah, I'll do video. Uh, to the point where now I'm doing all their video and doing their distribution online and doing their DVDs and helping with their social media, actually. Um, and that led into, you know, again, getting a couple clients, you know, uh, because I'm learning to use the social media before we had classes. You know, it's blowing my mind that there are Twitter assignments these days. That's crazy. I was excited when I was able to, like, create a website on GeoCities in high school, you know. Um, so that's really awesome. Um, so that really spun into, uh, and what do I do? I, I kind of build what I call a $50 studio. There's me um, in my basement studio. That's an owl. My dad filled with a baseball bat. He forgets <laughs> back there, but it's kind of a combination of, of props and stuff that we've, we've accumulated over the years. And, uh, and, and it's kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting. So I've spent all these years, one year we decided to start with video a few years ago, uh, picked up a software package called, uh, Wirecast. So I actually live switch all this, like as we go, take that, drop it in the final cut, spit out the video and the audio versions, and we're good to go. That's a really short version of everything I do for an episode. But, uh, and it's pretty decent quality. This is all webcams. I'd love to have a little bit, you know, more, you know, flow, cash flow to upgrade them a little bit. But we leave, a, you know, really nice stuff for our clients. Um, and that's a lot of what I kind of specialize in, is you don't need a big $3,000 camera to get your stuff online. If you're a journalist, if you're working for a business, um, and a lot of that, you know, I learned just from doing, I do this, this is actually a show, one of three shows I do every morning, four days a week, only because I have a client I have to visit every Monday. Um, and that's just, this is practice for me. This is practicing in front of the camera, and then I know what to talk about when I'm trying to get somebody else in front of a camera to represent their business, or whatever that may be. And, uh, and, that, and that process is already figured out before I come in their door. Um... And this bandwidth is really awesome here. My phone's doing great. Um, and, and so and, and we try to uh, kind of mix it up a little bit. Um, this is actually from last night. This is my friend, uh, Doug Durda. He does a podcast called shouldidrinkthat.com. It's been around about as long as mine has. And uh, this is us discovering that apparently he predicted social media in about 2004 when he's on Text America, which was kind of a, uh, what did they call it? It was like a, 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 a it was a picture blogging, but using your flip phone camera, and they gave you a site that you would you would like email the picture to, and it would show up as like an early kind of version of a blog. And, and uh, we were just we were just reminiscing last night. So, um, so from there, what is this spun in for clients? I do one group called Seclair. Um, they're on export. They're kind of a behavioral health thing. Uh, I've been with them since uh, probably 2011. And uh, basically, generally kind of helping with their presence online. They kind of want to do a give back educational thing about 
I wanna, don't want to call it alternative medicine, but like you know, stuff that's more mindful, you know, dialectical behavior therapy, things like that. Um, they do a lot of kind of drug therapy stuff there, uh, but they also, you know, some of it is like, you know, we want you to use yoga, and we want you, we want, want you guys to have uh, kind of like a, be more mindful about what you're doing every day because we're all stressed out because we all have uh, Twitter, you know, uh, uh, bugging us all the time. I have a watch that buzzes all the time, and now I, I need to slow down and, and uh, cut off of social media a little bit. But uh, this is one of those things that I'm able to take what I'm applying in that studio and kind of bring it over to them. So now we're using things like Google Hangout. Say so anybody use Google Hangout in here? We got one. This is, this is my pro wrestling guy. He probably, he's probably watching Raw on Monday night with his friends like I am on Google Hangout. Um, but this is, again, you know, they don't have a lot of money to do production, but they want to do things. The guy, not the guy in the picture, but the main guy, Dr. Chaudhry, he actually used to have a TV show here in, in town. Uh, it was called What's On Your Mind, ran the most of 2009 before I showed up, and he basically wanted to take some of those concepts and bring them online, because, you know, getting that studio space, they were on PCNC, which is Channel 11, and, uh, you know, but it was just too cost prohibitive, and you're kind of, don't really, you're on TV, but my question these days is who's really watching? You know what I mean? Versus, you know, we can see who's watching and get more engaged with them when we're online. So Google, Google Hangouts, and I know you guys didn't get much to Google Plus, but I guess they're spending Google Hangouts out of Google Plus, so it's gonna become its own thing pretty soon. This is everything I do, and I've connected, and I have my wires I'm replacing all the time in that basement in my, what I call my $50 studio. Uh, it's like that in a box online, and it's really cool. Uh, this lady is up in, um, um, New Hampshire somewhere, and uh, we actually have it set up. That's a nice blue snowball microphone. It's a $50 mic, really nice USB microphone, um, and that's a Logitech C920, which is probably an $80 webcam, so a little nicer than what I'm using in the studio just because I had to buy so many there, um, and, uh, and they're able to do this weekly, and they call them the Educational Grand Rounds. They talk about topics going on. We had one a few weeks ago. Uh, after Leonard Nimoy died, I'm like, hey, you know, Spock, you know, let's, let's use this. You know, people maybe won't come to you and talk about mindfulness, but Star Trek, you know, this thing just happened with uh, Leonard Nimoy dying. His character was about battling with humanity. Let's spin that into your topics. And we were able to have a good discussion that was pertinent to what they do there and educate people about what they do and, and how they, they help people. Um, and... They always bring the students in there. Um, these are PA students, uh, physician's assistant students. And they always have a, a, a gaggle of them, it seems, every few weeks. Uh, so they bring them in. It's part of their educational process to become part of the, situ become part of the uh, conversation and, uh, and engage in, in that. So. And that we've also spun into... Um, Another group that I do some work for, the Journal of Lifestyle Medicine, which actually is a print publication, which is very old school for me. Um, and uh, we do a video, is actually one I just put up today. Uh, again, using Google Hangout and kind of teaching practitioners how to use Google Hangout to, you know, you know, again, like people that don't have a lot of money for that production, they can get on there, uh, hit record on a Google Hangout, and uh, and have a video just talking about their what they do. Like I'm. They're talking about things like Esalon, ther Esalon uh, massage therapy and, uh, and, and, and you know, just uh, you know, stuff that I'm 
have barely an understanding of. And it's really good because if they're like a practitioner of this or yoga or Reiki, how many people know what Reiki is in here? I had no idea what Reiki is. It's like energy medicine, kind of a massage kind of thing. I'm probably still getting that wrong. But, you know, we did some, we did some interviews and we did some talks on that. And, uh, and we're able to kind of expand that and, and, you know, for really low cost for uh, some of these clients. Um, and this is actually something we do on a green screen. That's just a sheet of my basement. You know, we, that we, I'm very gorilla video on a lot of these things. So, um, Anybody have any questions? Anything? Yes. How much time do you spend shooting? For what? Produce the video that you posted today. The one today, he comes down there. I have everything set up for green screen. Um, he shoots. I record it straight to my Mac. Drop it into Final Cut. Uh, if, is anybody into video editing a little bit in here? Uh, what, do, what do you use? Uh, like, I use uh, Premiere Pro. You're a Premiere Pro. I, I used to use Premiere back in the day too. Yeah. My house went all Mac, but but and and they have actually have good effects in there too for keyers for green screen. These days, it's just you put the you put the uh, effect on there, and uh, as long as you got a good green screen in the background, it cuts it out. You got touch it up a little bit, and that's it. That's real nice. I used to have to like play with these nodes back in the day on this application called Conduit, and it's uh, so generally. It's a little more difficult because we have all those screens kind of coming in and everything and we're post-editing it. Probably takes me about an hour to do the edit. And then that's him sitting there on a teleprompter for maybe about a half an hour to get, you know, maybe a take or two. So, and, and that's about it. And then on top of that, he's bringing in these other interviews that he's doing on Google Hangout. He doesn't need me for that. So he's not, you know, he doesn't have to put that in his budget to take my time to do it because he can do it on his own. And he's a moderate computer person. Like he owns a Chromebook and stuff. and. He's like in his 50s, so he's not like generally a computer guru kind of person. But I've taught him how to do this kind of stuff. And he can just uh, like uh, just pull one up and you know, say, hey, this lady's in Brazil, wants to talk about this thing they're doing down there for these, these, these trips, these health trips that they're doing down there, and, and get it done, take the me. I clean it up a little bit, and it's good to go. Um, and that's the thing. And that's the big thing I like to uh, tell people is, no matter where you are, no matter how small your company is or your practice or, or whatever it is, and this is this is kind of marketing and journalism in here, right? So like, uh, newspapers is a perfect thing. I, I, I talk with uh, my friends from uh, from the papers around here. I know one used to be on a smaller newspaper from out of town, and uh, and that accessibility, like when they they bought everybody iPhone fours one year, and then they could all do the photography. I mean, there's, a couple years ago, that big news that they got rid of the entire photo staff for like the Sun Times, I think it was. I mean, they can do everything like that. Uh, Periscope has become a really important kind of on location. We can do this now. Um, are you guys familiar with Snapchat? Your college students? That's that's a stupid question in here. Um, <laughs> I, I, are you guys have, have any of you experimented with Meerkat or Periscope yet? So, if you're familiar with Snapchat, you know how it kind of just goes away. Um, Meerkat is kind of the same idea. I can pull up an app. I could do it right now, actually. Um, so I'll show you how quick you can pull this up. So you are in Meerkat, I'll say, I'll just say, because this loads, sup. Hit stream, and we are live, and you guys are on the internet. That's it. 
So you imagine how long, have, how many times have you like said, oh, I need to pull this up and I've got to tweet, I've got to hit the photo thing and I'll tweet that out or I'll do this video, then I've got to edit it in iMovie on my phone or something and put it up there. You're live. That's it. Something just happened. You just saw a car wreck in front of you. You're going to be like, boom, news. And, uh, and now these newspapers are using it. We're sitting there at lunch and somebody pulled up a house fire in Rochester. So, I mean, that's how how quick you can do something like that. And you can flip it around. And now Meerkat is, again, Snapchat, like, once you're done, once I hit stop, I could save that to my camera roll, but otherwise it's gone. It's just out there. So um, I like those for experimentation a little bit. Like Snap Snapchat I use, which has always been a big thing because I hate holding my phone this way. Because vertical video just drives me nuts. I have a lot of independent pro wrestlers that want to do their promos this way and they send it to me and I'm like, you know, my screen isn't vertical. So there's my first video tip for all you guys. If you do anything that's not on Snapchat or anything like that, please turn it this way because the rest of us like to use our full screens. And I'm watching somebody else's mirror cat right now. Uh, the difference between this, Periscope is the other one. This is actually by Twitter. So you're, I think you're going to see just more people using it because Twitter is bugging all the celebrities. WWE just started using it. Um, I think they're bugging Snoop Dogg to come over. I was watching Snoop Dogg in the studio with One Direction a couple weeks ago. That was kind of interesting. Um, and all of them have chat functions. Uh, you pull it up and they'll just pop up at the bottom there. Um, and, and I think this is, you know, it, it's not, it's not going to be something like what we do for the shows where we're like, we want to have a conversation, we want to do this. This is for, this more kind of, behind the scenes I think is the initial application. So if you're in marketing and you're like, hey, we just got a shipment of this in and, you know, hey, check out all these, these CDs that came in. Or, CDs, God, how old am I? Um, <laughs> this is okay. I used to do adjunct teaching and I made a DOS joke and nobody got it. Um, but anyways, I'm, I don't want you guys to raise your hands and know how many people know what DOS is in here. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> but uh, I use it a lot for, um, um, like for me, just as an extra stream. Like uh, Tuesday nights I do a bunch of shows and we're, in YouTube Live and I have a chat room and everything like that, but when I do those morning things, I don't want to go through all the effort. So I just pop up my phone there, it's just me talking, I don't have any guests that are on a Skype or anything like that that, that you can't hear if you're not in the, you know, on the headphones as well. So I just pop it up and, and there we are. The coolest thing is kind of weird circular inside baseball, but the coolest thing is when I'm explaining something like Meerkat, like I was just Crazy Mocha two blocks away like uh, about a month ago. And then people pop in and tell me how they're using Meerkat. As I'm explaining to the lady from Filmmakers how she could be using Meerkat. And this dude's in Florida using it for his classes. You know. And now, he, now, he, now I have a new Meerkat friend that pops up every time I go, go live. It's really, it's really fun. Um, but this is going to, I don't know what this is going to turn into. It's, it's, I mean, this is like a month and a half old as a concept right now. And it's, they're going to add features. They're kind of in a race because Meerkat kind of got out ahead of uh, Twitter's Periscope. Um, but, uh, but I think it's something you guys need to kind of keep in mind for that just ephemeral thing. The biggest difference with Periscope also is once you are done with the video, you can actually go back. And I have one. Here's my, butter, here's my buddy that's doing um, Craft Beer Week right now. And this is not live, but I think they hold it for 24 hours right now. But there he is. Oh, we found a taco truck. So we're going to go find him afterwards. Um, and he's been just like, hey, I'm at the bar and I'm trying out, you know, whatever craft beer that he's into. Um, and 
and, and it's up there, and he's uh, getting people engaged in it. Uh, and it's really interesting, because um, I don't know, the, also, uh, the other, other, other important thing is, by the time you're done here, you're in school, you're gonna be with whoever you're doing social media for, um, there's, you need to be on top of things. Periscope and Meerkat are important right now because they're new and everybody's talking about it. I started, when we do those Monday morning uh, educational grand rounds, we were getting no traction on Google Hangout. People weren't interested. It's at noon on Monday. Who's gonna tune in, right? Not, nobody in that audience, nobody in that healthcare kind of audience that would be interested in something like that. We pull up Meerkat, like the second week it was out, we had 30 people just stuck around, watched us talking about mindfulness or whatever, right? And because it was new. And now it's dwindled. We get maybe 10, maybe 5, something like that. But if you're in the position to jump on something like that right away, then you could be exposed to this giant new audience, like out of nowhere. Perfect example of this. Um, it's kind of aside from, it's kind of a podcasty thing. But uh, you may notice on the side of my site is this little box over here, right? Um, this is something called Clamor. It, it's, it's something, and, and you also kind of get to see through the, the initial concept and find, find some possibilities there. This is, somebody emailed me from some music college, uh, and it's Clamor, C-L-A-M-M-R. Remember, Web 2.0, we don't like E's in our name, right? It's uh, just an app, uh, iPhone only for now, um, but of course I get this little widget that goes on my site that's really nice. Everything in this, everything on my feed, Maximum 18 seconds. So now, well for me, it's good for like music sampling, show sampling, news tidbits. I, I pop up the tech news feed and there's like, like NPR and, and Gadget and TechCrunch or just, just formatting stuff for this. And I can sit there and get all my news for 18 seconds at a time. Or for me, I take those long shows that I'm doing that are like an hour and a half long, 45 minutes long, whatever, and I'll take the little clip and, and it's nice because you can kind of have a hear more question, uh, box when it pops up here. Actually, I can bring that up. A little busy because of how small it is, but so I got this hear more. So they hear the 18 seconds. They click this. Now they're listening to my entire show. I just got a new listener. I just got a new ping on my, on my listener hits, right? Um, or you can read something. I, I started uh, pushing this to uh, the blogger group. I was like, what if you took your blog? read the first 18 seconds or took an 18 second chunk out there you read and now you're linking through to the article and just it's a new kind of way to expose your content to somebody and it's really interesting and again like i feel like that's something that if i found this six months from now i would have just been just another voice out there nobody would find me i got into it like way early and now i have like out of nowhere like 200 people listening to all my clamors that i didn't have before so um so definitely early adoption I'd look I always keep an eye on the tech news, just say, okay, what's the new app, what's the new app? You'll get something like, there was a video, um, I can't remember the name of it, but there's been like five of these since. Facebook put out like a video sharing editing app that each one of you, it's like Snapchat, but think of Snapchat, was, you know how with Snapchat you can do stories, you see all of you use Snapchat, you're in college, um, and you like take one video at a time and, and you can do 10 seconds, 10 seconds. Imagine if you could do that in a group with all your friends. And there's like a bunch of apps to do that, but nobody catches on to it. But if you experiment with the right one, and it's the one everybody latches on to, now you have a new audience. Or you become the Snapchat star or something like that because you got in early. A um, lot, of, lot of big advantages for early adopters on that. Um, some of my inspirations of what we're doing here. Uh, 
the big one is Twit. And actually, does anybody know Twit, Leo Laporte, This Week in Tech? Is anybody old enough to remember Tech TV? No? Yeah? Okay. This guy, this guy's my new buddy. Yeah. <laughs> G4, exactly. Well, when he left, uh, there used to be this thing called Tech TV, it used to be ZDTV. It was a big technology television channel. On, and uh, it went away. Thank you, Comcast. Uh, and uh, the, they, they went and started this whole other network to the point where, and this is actually the 10-year anniversary show from Sunday night. And uh, this is, now they're, this started in this guy's attic. And now, and of course, this is a guy that's been on the radio. He has a weekly radio show, The Tech Guy. He's been on TV for years. Um, apparently, he was on MSNBC on an early internet show. Um, wow, that's an old one. That's his old place. And his, his ball popped. He, he sits on an exercise ball. And this became a thing that went around. But anyways. Um, but it grew. It was in his attic. It grew to, he had something called a Twit College, and it was like a closet, and they tried to do all these shows, and they started hiring all these, all these hosts and everything, to the point where they have this million-dollar studio that they put together in Pataluma, California, that I lost, there it is, that will hopefully load if my internet gets better, um, where it's like the mecca of podcasting for me. Because <laughs> they do this network. If you, if you plug into the live stream, oh, I unplugged my internet, that's why. I'll come back in a second. Um, but if you check in with these guys, they actually they talk about journalism. These guys are doing tech news and programming um, every day. They have live streaming that's always going. There they are, and this is pre-recorded. This is actually live right now from Pataluma, California. This is actually their kind of, hey, this is what's going on around the network kind of show. Um, and... Uh, and it's a network. I can get this on my Roku and my Amazon TV, and I just turn this on because I don't want to watch stupid real news. I want to watch tech news with this guy, right? Um, and that's where you can – this guy has created this entire niche with technology um, and, and really capitalized on it. And he's completely ad-supported and, 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 and does really well with it, and they're, they're 10 years deep in this thing and no sign of slowing down. And they're not the only ones. Um, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of groups uh, finding these niches, creating networks. That's what I'm trying to do with a lot of my stuff and trying to build that up and you know, maybe have advertisers or Patreon or something like that. Um, which brings me to another, does anybody know Patreon? This guy, everything. Um, Patreon is a, you know, when you're looking to create content, and this is if you're, you know, if you're in a band, if you're in, if you're want to do videos online, something like that. Uh, there's, and this is the kind of opinion. Uh, this is kind of the the best guy doing it right now. I think uh, is Tom Merritt. He was a guy that used to do a show on that network I just showed you. Uh, he left because he had to move to LA or something like that. And now he just does his show on Google Hangout, and he's supported by Patreon users. Let's see if I can find their Patreon page right here. Get an idea how many people are giving money to this guy. Um, he doesn't have advertisers at all. Period. To the point where they had to have put something on the show where they give a peak, pick of the day because people missed finding out about new things from the advertisers that he doesn't have anymore because he doesn't need them. Um, and we'll go to his Patreon. He's been doing this since January of last year. And there he is. He's making $15,000 a month from donations. 4,956 4, patrons, and he actually has another show that's doing really well as well, but it's only a weekly show too. Um, 
it's an option. Um, experimenting this with a little bit, my fan base isn't really big enough to really capitalize on something like this. Uh, but uh, but still, that's and this is somebody that has a had a fan base going into this. So if you have a lot of followers, or you can gain something up, or maybe get you know, it, it's nice that you don't have to support that and be beholden to advertisers. And then this this is an option out here. So. Um, but again, this is another guy that's done something like this daily tech news show uh, for since CNET, probably about 10, 12 years ago when podcasting was this new thing. It wasn't even called podcasting back then. So, um, so are his patrons businesses? No, I'm a patron. I'm a patron. I give him like a buck a month for this show. I give him like four bucks a month for his uh, cord killer show, which is just about cutting the cord and TV and stuff like that. Um, I've been a cord cutter for like five years. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's it. So not beholden to any advertiser. Doesn't have to worry about that falling off. He has to worry about keeping them interested. Though now he's beholden to 5,000 people to make sure they're happy and they keep doing this and if they keep you know not letting their credit cards expire sometimes I'll fluctuate for him but it's got to the point that the cool thing about Patreon is you can have these goals so right now I know 16,000 a month if he gets to 16,000 a month he's gonna hire two people as co-anchors he's already hired a producer and I think he's hired on one or two people already as regular contributors to the show We've all done no Kickstarter, right? We know, you know, okay, I got this idea. Here's my idea. I probably had to spend money to make this video in the first place. And we just missed our goal. And we're just, okay, what's the next thing? You know, we didn't get interest in it. Um, versus like kind of the any go-go model where, well, I got a thousand of the 3,000 I need to do the show. Maybe I can do a version of it. This is like, hey, I'm going to make this thing. And if you like this thing and you keep liking this thing, I want to keep going on going. Um, definitely make sure it's something regular. I know a guy. Uh, I know a guy doing. He he did. Uh, he did like orchestral covers of like pop hits and video game music, and he was moving to this other thing where he was making these mashup YouTube videos, and it was just generally like 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 give me so much a month and we'll make a video a month, but so open ended and it's not something regular like a guy that's going to give you the tech news every day. I wake up to this guy. You know, this is my morning radio for the most part. And he does a really good job, and I want to people to support me, so I want to show people how it works by supporting this guy. Bugs my guys on the wrestling show because I use the uh, the uh, email for the podcast, and they don't get all the updates and the Patreon stuff. So you know, and that's that's kind of fun. They they got the show called Spoiler Spoiler in Time that uh that uh, uh you know they talk they talk about programs you know with spoilers. Uh, outside of it, so people aren't interrupted with that whole thing. So we know how the spoiler thing is online, and uh, they get the email every week. And they're like, "Hey guys, spoiler time!" And it's kind of become an ongoing joke. But um, but it's it's certainly an option for for getting your content out there. Um, the next. I use every social media I can to remote. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. <laughs> no, uh, my process is. Uh, for, for my shows, for all my clients and everything, we do the show. I am setting it up to tweet throughout the week. Um, the biggest thing, and again, the reason, the reason why is the biggest, because we've done it so long and we built this, we, we figured it out for, for this audience. For the wrestling shows, and there's a bunch of us that can do it too that are involved with the show. Um, Monday Night Raw, everybody's watching Monday Night Raw, right? It's like watching Sunday football. You know everybody's going to be out there and tweeting about it, right? 
Uh, and we're out there and we're talking about it as Wrestling Mayhem Show. And like that's an easy target because we're like everybody's watching that thing. There's other shows throughout the week. Some there's a good, good chunk that's going to be watching that. So you know even like Lucha Underground, which is on a third tier L Ray network that's going on. We're talking about it on Wednesday nights, and we have the writer from the show tweeting our after show to his followers, and we see a big jump there. Um, we're interacting with the wrestlers because one of the best groups out there doing social media, they've awards awards on this, is WWE. Each wrestler is a brand. Each wrestler has control of their account. I think they also have something else going on because it's really funny when a guy out of character says, hey, make sure you check out WWE Network for the show tonight. You know, and it seems really similar to this guy over here. But uh, other than that, but they are on there. They're seriously on there. They're using these platforms and they're letting their personalities or the version of their personalities for TV out on social media. And now we interact with them they retweet us, and I'll see retweets and favorites for like five days afterwards if we get a big one. Um, it's a little harder to do it for the tech news, just because like I don't have the team of people that I do, like I do for the wrestling show, to always be on top of things when something comes out. So it's really just me like, hey, check out this news, check out this news. And I kind of talk about it myself. And that, you know, that's another thing we're kind of working our, our way around to it. Um, and with, with Seclair, it's really just sharing information. You know, um, the, the interaction, the engagement isn't happening online for us. It happens when they come in the door and say, hey, I saw your video. Uh, hey, Doc, I saw your video when you talked about this technique. Thank you. Or, I, hey, I saw you online. I knew that you're a doctor I want to go to because I, I like your voice. I like your attitude. I think you can deal with my problem, you know. Um, and that's where the video is so strong. I'm not just doing a show every week, but just showing... Uh, you know, I, I'm always pro wrestling fan, independent wrestling. I had I had been in Pittsburgh since 2000. I didn't go until 2006 to a local wrestling show because you know you're like, well, it's not WWE, it's not this big thing. It's in some bingo hall you always hear about, right? Uh, going to a new music venue, you don't know what it's going to be like, right? What's it like to go to a, a, a Nickelback show? I don't know. But then you go on, you see video of independent wrestling thing, business, you know, and you get to see what the people are like, and that's the first step in the door, right? That's another opportunity for that person to say, yeah, I'm going to go down there. They seem like cool people, right? Uh, my wife had a cafe for a bit, so we were working on this concept. Unfortunately, the cafe was very short-lived for a whole other mess of reasons, but um, we, we, we worked on a show called Build a Baked Good, because a lot of friends have creative ideas. Um, including one, the one girl had an idea for a chocolate, chocolate bacon flavored cookie that ended up en winning an award with one of the PXI uh, uh, cookie challenges. But it was a cooking show that we did at the cafe, and you know, you saw the interaction, you saw the people that you would meet if you came in to have a sandwich. You know, and that got more people down because we we're a really crappy location too. So we needed more reasons for people to come visit us. And you know, you're not gonna find us in this weird thing in a building that we are in, in Mount, Mount Lebanon, but you'll hopefully see our video and look us up on our website, and there it is, oh, here there's the people in charge. Well, she seems nice, I'd eat her brownie, you know? And you go from there. People hated our newsletters, because we would tell, we have pictures of the muffins every morning, but they were downtown and not out in Mount Lebanon, and they're like, I can't get out there in time. So, um, that, 
That is my time for regular stuff. Yeah, if you guys have any questions about this, I know I kind of threw a lot at you. Um, where do you see, like, with guys like Kevin Pereira, where they do both Twitch and then they take that Twitch cast and then they produce it as a podcast, where do you see them, like, going next with that? Jeez. One, I haven't followed Pereira since he left G4. I haven't kept up with him. I'm keeping up Watch more with him. I, I just heard about it like yesterday, that there's Attack of the Show, but yeah. on Twitch, basically. And, and that's on my to-do list. But I've actually been following like Chris Hardwick more uh, with his Nerdist channel. Um, but uh, I don't know what's next. This video game Twitch thing is really interesting. I like the idea, for me, since day one, it's live first, but it's there for everybody afterwards. You capture more audience that way. Um, I, I love that they're doing that. You know, then I can check it out. That stuff from Twit, I can watch it live on Sunday night. I could tune in at a certain time, or I can check it on my own convenience. I have more options that way. The live, I think, is important because of that interactivity. Even from back in the day when we were just audio and we had two PC mics huddled on my computer, checking, you know, talking about professional wrestling, we were in an AOL chat room and we were streaming on Shoutcast, which was a computer sitting next to me that was streaming this out to maybe a max of 15 people because of my really bad Chromecast back then, because that's all they gave you, um, because your upload was like a quarter of your download at the time, and uh, now it's a little different, thankfully, in most places. I don't know where it's going next. I think this, this Periscope is the next thing. I, it has to be. Um, but then, what do I do with this vertical video I have? You know, I have some ideas, and I keep, I've pitched it to two different people, and I'm waiting to see somebody apply this, or I help them, or, or maybe I'll just do this, which is usually what I end up doing. Because um, now you've got a Periscope, you have this vertical video, you really can't move it. Even if you turn your phone this way, it doesn't autocorrect, and you'll still get a vertical video that's not going to line up right when you drop it into Premiere, Final Cut to, to fix it up. So uh, I, my friend that said, Crap Beer Week, I'm like, well, why don't you take that video? Why don't you take that vertical video, let's slide it over here. You're talking to a brewer, right? Put his stats about the brewery here. You know, fill this space. Don't just put this thing and you have black space, black space. Do something with it. You have another, it gives you, an, it's, a, it's a detriment, but it gives you an opportunity to deliver more information. Maybe you can have this guy talk it over here. You got B-roll from the event going on over here that you, held your phone the right way and record it otherwise. But you still have that live thing where you have that interactivity, people are responding to something. And um, I think that initial, the live engagement is gonna be stronger than anything. And, um, and pe then people will start looking out for your thing. Looking out for when you go live on Periscope or whatever it might be. Um, but I mean, that's really how I have from that. I mean, just the video game thing is just, is crazy. I, I can't believe people give that much money to people playing video games watching them play video games. I, uh, when, uh, when I was an adjunct, I did a, the one lab I had to do, like, I couldn't believe how much the kids just watched like Halo in their, like, when they were done with their work. And I'm just like, I was just, I'm just watching them watch somebody else play a video game. And uh, this is the, the conversation now is not go out and, and play, it's like play the video game, please, right? Um, instead of watching somebody else do it. But it's interesting and it's entertaining and, and it's, it, it's something. and, and just because we don't get just a billion dollar bot company that somebody understands it and that there's an audience for it. Uh, Esports, geez, is a big thing. Why, why, rather watch that than TV? Exactly. Yeah. 
Now, how do you use that for whatever your brand is? <laughs> you know, uh, I know music artists, a group called Wolfpack. I don't think they put out a CD in like 10 years, but somehow they're still quasi-relevant somewhere on the internet. Um, they, I get an email randomly from them. They're like, yeah, we're doing a Twitch, we're doing a Twitch cast. We're playing Super Mario Brothers or something stupid like that, right? And, and they're probably just sitting there swearing and doing whatever and got half-naked chicks by them and whatever. And, uh, you know, it's just, it, it, they, 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 they're working, you know? And they try to sell you an album or a video or whatever they have going on at, at that time. You know, how can you take advantage of that? Um, man, if I could get therapists to play video games and get on Twitch, that would be perfect. Guess what I'm pitching Monday. Uh, but uh, other than that, that and um, these small platforms. Oh, this is one thing I didn't show you real quick. Um, so everybody knows Instagram, Vine kind of thing, like six second, 15 second videos. So this actually, I, I have at least one pitch I think is gonna happen here very soon with this, with somebody local. Uh, this, is a, this is 15 sec tech. Um, and I discovered them, Amber Mack is somebody I follow for a bit, she's got a really good Power of Friending, I think, is the book. She's, uh, she's Canadian, too. Um, but uh, it, it's just on Instagram, and it's a 15-second video that gives you, like, a tip or product reviews in 15 seconds. Why not, right? You're going through your stream. You watch this guy talk about Apple Pay coming to Canada, because they're Canadian. And uh, it's got the editing. It's got everything else. And now and they can also put on that. This, uh, this is actually an Instagram embed. But uh, they will also put it on YouTube. And I think one of these is, just poking around with this when I was showing it off to somebody. They'll take everything for a week. Like, they'll take everything for the week and just put it in like a, you know, a minute video. Here's all the 15 sec text for the week or something like that. And, and they're editing, the interesting part is they're editing in such a way, they must have some different templates because there's the square one and I've watched the same thing widescreen. So, and, that's another thing I'm doing now. I'm just taking my clips of my shows and like and putting that 18 second audio clip on and then making the 15 second version of that just a little clip and hey, please check out the full video here. So I'm kind of shoehorning my content into there as a preview, but they're just developing and, and adapting to that 15 seconds. You can make something and adapt to that six, seven seconds on Vine, you know? Um, does anybody know Rob on the Run on Vine? He's a local guy. He actually works for WPXI over here. Uh, we've had him on the Awesome Cast before. Like he's just does. It's his, it's his creative outlet because he does whatever he does for TV. It's uh, entertainment reporting mostly, and it's, you know television, local news that gets only so much creativity out of that, right? And so he just does that and just does stupid creative stuff. Um, let me pull him up real quick. If you're on Vine or looking to get into Vine, follow this guy. Oh no, what is this thing? Oh, anyways. By way of his Twitter, I'm gonna find this, I swear. There he is. So this should be one of his things. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff he does. Now, he also does a lot of stuff with uh, costumes and everything. He, he's, he's built up to a point where he's had uh, sponsorships from Klondike, Target, and actually got to go to Disney World and do a Disney Parks campaign with them. Like, just him doing stuff with Donald Duck. That's awesome. Just from, like, gaining that followership. And, and you know, and he's getting, like, thousands of, of 
uh, what do they call them on their cycles or, or, or plays or whatever it is on there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of the possibilities you can do there. You don't need much. The other thing is, like, it doesn't need to be perfect. How many people are making all this stuff on Snapchat? It's vertical video that drives me insane. Um, and, and do you think I went and watch Katie Couric on, on Snapchat? I don't know why. I keep getting a message to, to go check her out. And, and I'm like, that's the lady from the Today Show. Um, and it drives me nuts. But, but it works. People are looking at these. Millennials, that's a big thing. My, my discussions with the Pittsburgh Foundation. How do I get millennials to care about nonprofits? Go where they're at. Instagram, Vine, you know, everything like that. And just start adapting for it. And, uh, and yeah. So, anything else? Interest? Any, any platforms you guys are using that maybe didn't talk about are interesting? All right, that's it. That's everything I'm excited about. That's what the presentation is. So I hope, I hope you guys got something out of that. Please. I'm at Sorgatron on the Twitters. Please hit me up. I talk about all this stuff all the time. I have a lot of, hey, check this thing out kind of stuff going on there. And, um, and I talk about this stuff on like half of my podcast when I'm not talking about pro wrestling. So. And PodCamp, yes. Thank you. Thank Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.